All right, before I get to my next guest, Matthew Lawrence, I want to give a shout-out to a trio of our new sponsors, starting with our friends over at Squares Golf. Are you like me, always considering new golf equipment, maybe a new driver? I'll tell you what, let me reset your thinking, because I discovered Squares Golf Shoes. The patented square toe provides balance, stability, and a wider base for increased connection to the ground, effectively increasing your swing speed by 2.2 miles per hour, an average of 9 yards of distance. Independent tests prove it. That's right. It's proven in science. Go to squares.com. That's S-Q-A-I-R-Z.com and get Squares 30-day money-back guarantee. Use promo code DISTANCE for $20 off. Remember, distance comes from swing speed and swing speed comes from your connection to the ground. And folks, I wouldn't tell you about it if I didn't experience it for myself. I've never felt more stable in my golf swing, which allows me to swing faster and launch it further. Squares, the distance golf shoe. I also want to give a shout out to another new sponsor, Bionic Gloves. Do what you do better with Bionic Gloves. Whether you're looking to own the golf greens, improve your workouts, or get your hands dirty in the garden, Bionic Gloves has you covered. Designed with a hand specialist, Bionic Gloves feature patented innovations that help improve your grip. The strategically placed anatomical relief pads also prevent calluses and blisters while the web and motion zones allow for greater dexterity and flexibility. Head over to BionicLoves.com to find the perfect love to up your game. And rounding out the trifecta of new sponsors this year, I want to welcome Zexio to the show. In 2001, Zexio Srixon began making clubs for men and women, and they've improved those clubs every year since. Every part of Zexio clubs are made exclusively for Zexio. Everything is light and balanced, Swing weights are made to give us the highest smash factors. The best part of getting fit for Zexio clubs is hitting it higher and straighter than ever before. Changing your game. Zexio clubs are a Golf Digest Hot List Gold winner for 2021. Go online to ZexioUSA.com and pick which set is right for you. All right, now back with me here on Next on the Tee is one of my all-time favorite actors, radio hosts, and people on the planet for that matter, and that's Matthew Lawrence. You guys have heard me talking about Matthew's show, Backspin Golf, for years because it's fantastic and the best way to start your Sunday mornings. You can stream it by going online to WLXG.com or by downloading the WLXG app. The show airs Sunday mornings starting at 8.03 a.m. Eastern Time. Last year, Matthew was recognized by the PGA of America's Kentucky section as their media representative of the year for his great contributions to the game. Among Matthew's work on the screen is his stellar performance as bass player Salamato and the movie Eddie and the Cruisers, which is one of my all-time favorite movies. You've probably seen him on shows like Saturday Night Live, Beverly Hills 90210, One Tree Hill, or 30-something. Matthew has also been a sideline reporter for Duke and now Kentucky Basketball. He's a tremendous talent and an even better friend. And I'm excited he is back with me again tonight here on Next on the Tee. Good evening, Matthew. How are you, my friend? Well, you know, Chris, uh, thanks for having me on again. But I got to say, uh, you always do this to me. Always. Are you kidding? You haven't followed Olin Brown on the show, really? Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, I'm because you're listening to Olin. How fantastic! That is the best explanation, and it was a great question. I have to say, of the twelfth hole that I've ever heard about the wind. I mean, he's 
how incredible is, and he's talking about, oh, I played with Ben Crenshaw that day and I played with this one that, and now you have me. Come on. Are you kidding? I, I just hey, don't get it. That, get it. Every, every great lineup needs a number two hitter, my friend. And if I had to, if I had to give the sign to put down a bunt, <laughs> no one, no one bunts better than you. Oh boy. Oh boy. That, that's a backhand compliment if I ever heard one. Uh, <laughs> when I, Thought now, uh, am am I right that Ben Wright is also on this episode of this Absolutely. great you're, podcast? Yes, you are sandwiched right in between uh, two legends because you're a legend in your own right. Again, again you know, Kentucky well, section, like, right? Yeah. So, well, yeah, it's the same thing. Uh, by by the way, uh, when you put as you always do, there is nobody better or more supportive on Twitter than you are to everybody. Everybody that's been on your show, you're always so great with previewing what's coming up. And so I saw what you put on Twitter uh, about the three of us being on, talking about our 35 combined years of master's experiences. And I replied that I was like, in this lineup, I was like Tommy Aaron with his 13 home runs being <laughs> one of the all the, the leading brothers in baseball with Hank seven fifty five. That's that's what I felt like. And then a friend of mine, uh Christopher Maloney, who is wonderful, put something even better up and reminded me that I am like Brent Gretzky, who had <laughs> four points. Now hear this. Four points in his NHL career. And of course, Wayne had 2,857. So uh, that's, you know, uh, that's how I feel in this lineup between Olin Brown <laughs> and Ben Wright. That's, that's, that's all wow. I'll say about it. <laughs> so. That's great. All right. So, well, so let's jump in, right? Let's jump in and talk about the Masters yeah, okay. because to your point, yeah, okay. you and Mitch, Right. You guys went a couple yeah. of years ago, first time on the property for you. So the obvious yeah. question has to be, I mean, we all have expectations of what Augusta National, you know, must be like. I mean, heading into right. your first time on the property, I'm sure you had all kinds of expectations about what you're going to see. Talk about how your expectations met up with what the reality was. Um, I had the highest expectations going there for my first time. Uh, of course, I haven't been back. Uh, Mitch has been there a few times. Patients were through the roof, like everybody when they're getting ready to go. And they were so not even close to the reality of what Augusta National is. As high as my expectations were, you think because, you know, as I heard Owen say, we've been, I've been watching the Masters since, you know, for decades. And when you actually, uh, I had butterflies in my stomach walking in onto the property. And then you get there and every, this is not, I'm the king of hyperbole, but this is not hyperbole. Every second that you're there, you're in awe of something, something around you, whether it's, there is not a blade of grass out of place on the entire property. 
I'm not just talking about the fairways. I'm talking about everywhere you walk. Um, it's like you're in a dream walking around Augusta National. And then, of course, you talk about the 18th hole or different holes. And, you know, Olin mentioned, too, for most of, of the time we watched the Masters, we never saw the front nine, ever. Uh, now, of course, we get to. But the iconic holes to us are 13, 12, 13, uh, 15, 16, 18. Those, to me, are the most iconic holes. When you actually get to, I remember walking up to the 12th, behind the 12th tee there. It, it, it was, I can't even describe the feeling you have. And looking across at the green, surrounded by the magnolias and you've seen on TV for so long, it, and it's even better than that. It's, it's just, it leaves you speechless. It, it really does. Speechless. And Matthew, you've told the story on this show and on your own show many times. You and Mitch didn't grow up golfers or golf fans. So at, at what point in your life did, you know, the Masters become a thing for you? You know, it's a good question. And if I weren't as old as I am, I could probably give you an answer. But I can't remember anything anymore. So <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'll say uh, that's not good for a podcast, but I'll try. Um, I can tell you this. I can't, I don't have a memory of, you know, exactly when it was, but I do know that I remember watching my idol, Sebi Ballesteros. I think maybe right when I had started to play golf or just be, I wasn't even playing golf. And I was so enamored with Sebi about him and the first time i saw him at augusta playing in the masters i think that's where my love of the masters really started it was all about Seve to me uh and his his when he won that jacket and stood on that eight i get choked up i i always get choked up on your podcast chris always <laughs> <laughs> lord um i that visual of him pumping his fist, the two of them, when he won that first green jacket, I, you know, that's really where my love of the Masters started, I think. All right, so I'm going to get your emotions going 180 degrees in a, in a different direction because two guys that I know at a minimum you dislike and at worst you hate are Patrick Reed and, and, and Bryce DeChambeau, who you like to refer to as Bryce. So let's go the other way. Are you okay. are you rooting more for them not to win or somebody else to win? Oh, I always root for I'll always root for people to win. And, you know, hate's a strong word. I don't hate Risa. I don't hate him. Um I I just don't I, I don't like him. I don't, you know, I think and I always say this, don't get me wrong, what he has done is nothing short of incredible. Uh, he was already a great golfer. You know, we forget. Everybody thinks, oh, he's done this and the distance and his bulking up and all this stuff. He was a great player before he did this. The risks he's taken, uh, every, it's, it's amazing. Now, having said that, just in my opinion, as an old school, I'm sitting on the porch guy here, 
It appeals to me not one bit to watch him. Credible short game. He's got an incredible putter. I mean, he's a U.S. Open champion, for goodness sake. And all that is great. I just don't enjoy watching him. I don't want to see somebody. I would rather see Tony Finau hit it 320 with that short backswing that he takes, because that to me is, to me alone, is more incredible than somebody that looks like a long drive champion, you know, and just, I mean, I'm, I've been watching live from the Masters and seeing him on the practice range. He did a speed drill that they were showing before. I have never seen anybody swing a golf club that hard, ever. And it's just not appealing to me. Now, having said that, yes, I don't want to see him win. I don't like watching him in the final group. But the other guy, who I won't even mention his name, I hate. And I hate him because he cheats. Period. And I don't think there's anybody that... This is not a point of contention for me. It's happened too many times. And that, to me, is inexcusable anytime, but especially in the game of golf. Especially in the game of golf. Um, we, I had a conversation. Uh, we have a first tee of Greater Lexington now, run by my friend Brian Pettigrew, who's also the tournament director of the Barbasol Championship. And uh, we had a discussion about the first tee. And tonight they had their first clinic of the summer for kids. And it's very little about golf. And their clinics are about, they call them, uh, the nine values. And we all know that when kids learn to play the game, what's the most important is life lessons that they will take with them, whether they play golf or not. The very first one is integrity. The very first one that they teach kids. And it is absolutely lacking in that guy that I won't mention his name. It's lacking. And that's inexcusable to me. So, other than that, boy, you really did get me turned the other way. Other than that, <laughs> I, um, I, I root for people to win. You know, I, I love, you know me. I mean, I'm a sap. I love great stories. I love all the drama that's accompanied by a great story, uh, as so often happens in sports. And golf is certainly no different. So why do you think it is that that guy that we won't name who's cheated a bunch of times. Why is he still out there? Why are we not hearing about he's been fined for this? He's He's been suspended for that. It just seems like they, he's like Teflon Don. He does it, but it, yeah. nothing ever happens to him. It's a great question, and I don't know the answer. I wish I did. I don't think he's, he's uh, I don't think it's happened strongly enough where he has, where it's been, you know, action has been taken either by the tour or, um, I, I, I really don't have it. I wish I had an answer for that. I don't know. Because the, of everything you can do in golf, that's the worst. It's the worst. Right. It's damaging. It's also, people don't realize this, talk about it enough. It's very damaging to the people he's competing against. I mean, we're talking about not only money. We're talking about guys that are trying to keep their cards who may be pushed down a certain number of positions. Um, 
there are all kinds of ramifications. It's not just him. It's other players and it's the game itself and the integrity of the game. And I don't, I don't have an answer for why more hasn't happened to him. I wish I did. So let's switch gears a little bit. Um, go back to something more positive. And if, if you got invited okay. to play at Augusta National because of who you are, and I'm shocked that it hasn't happened yet because I hear what a fantastic golfer you are and all the people that you know. But yeah, but if wait, you got the I know invite, a lot of people, but I know a lot of people, Chris, but I'm the only one that thinks I'm any good. And I don't even think I'm any good. So, Dude, so, no, so no one digs you more than me. Don't ever forget that. Okay. <laughs> so let's say you get the invite from a member somehow, some way, and you're going to go play yeah. at Augusta National. Are you nervous putting yeah. that tee in the ground? Or not, is it just that you, know, you played everywhere else and it's not that big a deal? Or you're kidding with this question. I mean, <laughs> I can only tell you. I can only tell you, I've had, I, we've talked about this before. I have been incredibly blessed. The, the places I've been able to play are all around the world um, because of, of acting and just the opportunities that I've had with celebrity golf tournaments and different things. And I can tell you the number of courses that I've played. I'll give you an example. I was invited to a celebrity tournament in England. And uh, there were very few guys. I think there were 12 of us that were invited from America. And we went over there. And then the final day, of, we played at a place called The Mirror, which is inland in outside Manchester. And it's Nick Faldo's favorite inland golf course, he says. And the guy that owned The Mirror uh, was one of the wealthiest men in England. And came. he was the sponsor of this golf tournament came up to us and said, asked us if we would be able to stay an extra day. We were scheduled to leave the day after the tournament. And he said, if you can, I would like to take the 12 of you to Royal Birkdale and play a mini mini Ryder Cup with these 12 English celebrities that were there. So, you know, we all talked about it. and We went, okay, we'll stay. I guess we can, you know, we'll stay. All right. Anyway. (laughs) And, and this guy had a, a helicopter, a big helicopter. We all got on this helicopter, and we flew to Royal Birkdale the next morning. And there were 24 of us, the golf. There were six foursomes. We each had our own cat. And putting the ball on the tee, on the first tee, at Royal Birkdale, for goodness sakes, I I couldn't put the ball on the team. My hand was shaking so bad. And I'm not, uh, again, it's not hyperbole. Just being there and looking at the first fairway and going, same thing happened to me at Valley Bunyan in Ireland. Same thing happened to me at Cypress Point, which um, most people never get to play. The same, all those first tees of these iconic golf courses, if somebody told me, uh, you're going to play at Augusta National. I'm, I would be too busy throwing up into the, those magnolias <laughs> to actually put the ball on the tee on the first hole. <laughs> so the answer is yes. I'd be nervous. Yes. <laughs> Matthew, one more before I let you go. I got to get a pick from you. Who, who are you rooting for to win? Who's your guy? 
Well, the guy I want, I think it's kind of, the guy I want to win the most is Jordan. Um, I think what, you know, in this day and age that we live in with, there's so much trouble out there, social media and all kinds of things and athletes and, oh, I hate this one and, oh, this guy. And, uh, what Jordan has been through and since he won his last tournament four years ago, uh, when he was anointed as the next Tiger or Jack or whatever at such a young age, what he's gone through um, has been heart-wrenching to, to a lot of us to watch. And so seeing what he's done uh, in the last couple of months by winning the Bolero and then hearing him talk about, um, again, I had tears in my eyes, uh, his whole, uh, I don't know if you saw, I put on Twitter, him talking about, you know, he got married in 2018 and this is the first victory he's had since he's been married. Hearing him talk about his wife, Annie, and how the incredible rock she has been for him, knowing what we know about his family and his sister. And uh, there's not a better guy on tour or really anywhere than, to me than Jordan Spieth. He's the epitome of class. And I, I would love to see him win again at Augusta. I would just love it. Love it. I'm with you 110%. That's the guy that uh, I love. Jordan been a huge fan of his for years. So that begs yep. one other question: How nervous yep. are you if he's got a one or two stroke lead on Sunday afternoon when he walks to the twelfth tee? Well, uh, you know, it's a great question, and we all think about that. I mean, all of us, especially after hearing Olin talk about it. I'm even more nervous <laughs> now than I was before. Um, I, I, my heart will be in my throat. And you can only yeah. imagine what his will be like. I mean, he's been there, obviously, every year he's been there. Um, but he hasn't been in contention or he hasn't been this or. Well, now people are back to expecting him to play really well or to win because of how he's played the last couple of months. So now I think there's even more at stake. And look, in 2019, all of us remember Tiger going to that 12th tee. What happened with Molinari? What happened with Brooks Kepka? What these are the best players in the world. So Jordan, I can't even imagine what he'll be thinking as he leaves the 11th green with a one or a two shot lead going to 12. I guarantee you he won't hit it in the water. I can guarantee that. He might hit it in the magnolias behind the green. <laughs> or he might hit it into the bunker, but I I don't think he'll he'll be short. Let's just put it that way. See, I I'm already uh, just asking me that question and picturing him on the 12th tee. Um, now I have a knot in my stomach. Thank you, thank you very much. <laughs> You're welcome, okay. Matthew. Before I let you go, remind our listeners how they can hear your show or shows and stay up to date with all the great things you're doing on social media. Well, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, what's my Twitter account? At RealLauro5, L-A-U-R-O, and the number five. Uh, Backspin Golf, as you said earlier, uh, WLXG.com, uh, either online or with the app. Or on Twitter, uh, you can follow me at ESPN Radio Lex. And 
again, I'll say, as I always do, there is nobody more supportive of all of us than you are every day and every week. And uh, as always, thanks. I'm always honored to be on, on your show, especially when I'm sandwiched by those two peons. I mean, who, I can't believe you have me on the show with Ben Wright and Olin Brown. Jeez, I mean, really. <laughs> do better next time, Chris. <laughs> Uh, You're the best, my friend. I love you, and I hope uh, I hope uh, everything is well with you. And uh, stay safe. And uh, I already look forward to the next time I get to hear your voice. You're fantastic, my friend. Me too, Chris. Can I tell you one short story in thirty seconds? Absolutely. That I forgot. I'll do it quick. Today I was doing an interview with my friend John Patrick for this week's Backspin Golf. I get all these spam phone calls that from all over the country. We were talking about Arnold Palmer playing in the Masters. And I looked, and I had just gotten a missed call from a number in Latrobe, Pennsylvania. Wow. Uh, you you want to talk about weird? Yes. Yeah. Leave you with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Stay That's safe, my great. friend. Thank you for sharing that. We'll catch up soon. Okay. Bye. See you, Matthew. That's the great Matthew Lawrence, and a, and a and a finer person you will not find. I love that guy. He's uh, meant a tremendous amount to me over the years. Always fun, and I certainly look forward to the next time I get to talk to him.